The thing about the Home and Auto Bundle from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the Home and Auto Bundle from Progressive. We don't even need the words the Home and Auto Bundle anymore to tell you that you could save big with the ring-tailed lemur from Progressive. Or that every hot peach cobbler comes with round-the-clock service and protection. And that's the thing about the goat with magic powers. You've heard a lot of ads about the sushi in Vancouver. See how much you could save with the Home and Auto Bundle. <clears throat> with the Shaman in the Jungle from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. This is Jenna Burt, host of the Confessions of a Military Spouse podcast. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. What's up, guys? Welcome to Your Life Matters podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mariah White, and I am a passionate pediatric nurse practitioner and fired up health and happiness coach here to deliver a message to you. This podcast is meant to provide a hope and a dream that fuels your soul to dream big and to dream bold and to inspire and empower you to live out your wildest freaking dreams and to grab a hold onto the unwavering truth that you were made for more. What's up team bold and beautiful i am so excited you guys are here i am so pumped up for this call you guys have no idea how excited i am how privileged and honored i am to have the incredible trent shelton on our call if you guys know nothing i need you guys to make sure you're plugging into the straight up podcast i need you to go pre-order his awesome book he is the author of four books He's a former NFL wide receiver, he's an author, he's a podcaster, he's a motivational speaker, and he is going to breathe life into you guys. And guys, let me tell you, when I was going through leaving a domestically violent marriage, when I was going through thinking about having suicidal thoughts and making a permanent decision to a temporary problem, when I was becoming a single mom, this man breathed life into me helped me to continue to go and be fired up. And I am so honored that he is here. So Trent, I think you can unmute yourself. Go ahead, take it over. I know that we are going to kind of do questions and answers, but I would love for you to just unmute yourself and tell us that you're here. Oh, where'd he go? Can I unmute him? There he is, okay. Let's see. There he is. Hey, what's up, my bad. <laughs> no, you're good. How are you doing? I'm good, Trent. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful for you. So grateful for you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate for who you are and the leader you are. So thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So Trent, we have a call of almost 200, uh, 115 people. And right now there are people from all different ranks, ages, backgrounds. We all are dealing with craziness of pandemic 2020 systemic racism, all the things that are going on right now in life, right? So imagine what would you say to somebody if this is their first week in the business and they need to tap into their potential, what would you say to them in order to find success right now? Well, is this simple? I think you have to discover a why and a reason. Um, You know, anytime you're going to survive any type of tragedy, any type of hard time, any type of COVID-19, you got to find a meaning. Um, 
every person I know that is able to achieve legendary, as I like to call it, able to, and listen, when I say these words legendary, I'm not talking about followers on social media. I'm not talking about a certain amount of your bank account. I'm talking about impacting lives and just understand everybody on this call, you have the opportunity to impact lives around you, whether it's one or whether it's one million. But um, every person that I know that achieves legendary, um, they have a meaning. They have a reason on why they do what they do. And I'm just going to be real. The deeper the reason, the deeper the meaning, and the deeper the why, the stronger the commitment will be. And so in this time, you have to understand this truth. I thought about this the other day. I was telling my son this and telling people on my team, like, and I'm not being insensitive because we're all dealing with it. Trust me, this time has sucked for me. I'm sure all these things. But at the end of the day, your dreams, your business, your, your mission doesn't care about COVID-19. I'm just going to be honest. Those things are still going to go. This world is still, still going to go. So the people that are really going to uh, thrive in this time, the people that are really going to grow from this time are the people who make up their minds and say, you know what, I'm going to get the best out of this. No matter how bad it looks, I'm going to get the best out of this. And honestly, this is what a leader wants. Well, let me not say this is what a leader wants because I don't think any leader wants this. But honestly, this is where leadership is exposed. This is where your commitment is exposed. It's not exposed in the sunshine. It's not exposed when everything is going right. It's exposed when struggle has showed its face, when hard time has showed its face. And my question to you is this, how are you going to respond? And the clearer you are on that respond, the response, it doesn't matter what comes against you. You already know how you're going to respond. So that would be my advice to anybody on this call right now that's going through it. It's just you got to make up your mind. Either you're going to make up in your mind to push forward or you're going to make up in your mind to say, listen, I'm going to tell this story for the rest of my life. And listen, there's two types of people. And I'm sorry I'm talking a lot, but a lot on my heart. There's two types of people. There's going to be a person that is going to tell their grandkids about this time. It's going to be like, this was the end of their story. It's because of, you know, how the world is in 2020, my dream, everything else was over. And you're going to tell that story the rest of your life. This chapter is going to become your story. Then there's people like yourself that's on this call that's going to tell people, you know what, that time was hard, but actually it changed a lot in my life. It changed a lot in my business. It grew my mindset. And I'm grateful for this year because if it wasn't for this year, I wouldn't have found a different version of myself. And so my question to you is, is which story are you going to tell? I love that. I love that. I love that. Now, when you talk like that and you're saying like, this is not what we know, this isn't what we want, but this is what we can use to thrive, not just survive. What would you say to some coaches that are on this call that have been around for a really long time, they're like, okay, Trent, I hear you. I know my why, I know my purpose, but I haven't seen the fruits of my labor. I don't know how to continue to push. I am tired. What would you say to them? Yeah, so th this is what I would say. You have to understand this. See, we live in a world of instant gratification. The reason why most people don't stick to their habits or most people don't follow through is because we don't see the reward immediately. The reason why we do negative habits usually is because we see the reward immediately or it, it gives us pleasure. Um, when it comes to habits, though, I talk about this very often. You got to have a gardener's mindset. Like patience is a talent um, and you got to fall in love with progression. But the gardener's mindset is simply this. And this is my definition of faith. You have to know that your formula is working, right? It's, it's like, I actually challenged myself, and this is silly, but I did this just to like strengthen my, my faith. But I said, I'm going to water this, this dead patch in my grass every single day. 
And I know in 30 days or so, actually, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I know eventually this grass is going to grow. And it teaches me a lot about the gardens in our life, right? You have to know if you're doing the right thing, I often say that I call it the C4 formula, simple, make a choice, commitment, consistency equals change. If you're doing those things and you're planting the seed and you're really watering your seed every single day, that dream, that business, that vision, your mental health, whatever it is for you, you have to know growth is taking place even when you can't see it growing. That's the gardener's mindset. A gardener doesn't give up because they planted the seed yesterday and the harvest hasn't shown in two weeks or two years. The thing that I did with my life that I feel like really helped me become patient is, I, and listen, I'm not telling you not to adjust, not to keep doing things that are not working. But for me, it was me signing up forever. I say, you know what? I'm not going to put, I want to be careful with saying this. I, I'm not going to put, you know, a, a certain timeline as far as me fulfilling the greatest version of myself. I'm going to commit to this process for the rest of my life. And I'm going to keep showing up for the rest of my life. And along, along that journey, I know I'm going to have some wins. Along that journey, I know things aren't going to show up on my timing. But if I keep showing up, if I keep showing up day in and day out, if I keep being consistent every single day as best as I can, if I keep staying committed, eventually, eventually the tipping point would happen. Trust me. It was a day I woke up and I'm like, dang, like, where did all this come from, you know? But it made sense because everybody sees the year, right? Everybody sees, oh, Trent, like, I see this year, your book is coming out. Last year, your other book, I see you speaking on stages. But nobody saw the previous eight years when nobody was there and I was sitting traveling across the world with five people showing up when nobody's watching any videos, but I kept giving my heart. And so that's the gardener's mindset, right? You keep watering that seed until one day, that harvest happens. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Cause everybody just looks at it as like, Oh, you were this overnight success, but they didn't see you post. Those long nights. Right. Right. Like you on YouTube and posting those videos and on your stories when five people were getting on your lives versus the hundred and the hundreds of thousands of people that watch it. So I think that leads to that next question that I have for you. Now that you've reached this level of success, right? A lot of people saw you at Rise or, you know, for the top 1% in Beachbody, you spoke to us, spoke to our heart. Now you're at this level. How do you continue to propel yourself forward? How do you keep that momentum going? Yeah, so I don't, I don't get full of myself. And, and I guess that's the best, that's the words that came to my mind is that, you know, I, I don't determine my success by the things that I accomplish, right? I pat myself on the back, but I know this is true because it happened to me with football. I know this is true. People often think the enemy to success is failure. Often the enemy to success is success because what happens is once you get it to a certain place, that's why I don't set goals. If y'all listen to me, you know, like I'm always standards over goals all the time because once you get what you're looking for, then it's like, now what? So my NFL career, my goal was to make it to the NFL. And once I got there, I stopped doing the things it took once I got there that got me there. And so for me, it's just continuously honing down the habits, continuously, me, continuously doing the things that I know will push me forward, push my business forward, push my family forward. And I bet on that because I think once you find a formula, of course you got to make tweaks, but success, I, I, and I don't want to be like, say like it's easy right because but it is success is really easy 
People just don't want to go through the journey of the hard work of habits, of the hard work of discipline, of the hard work of showing up every single day. Because literally, if you keep doing it, eventually that success will show up. So I'm always focused on this true fact. No matter how many lives I've reached, I know there's still hearts in the world that need my message. And so I'm always focused on that. So I don't let the highs get me too high and I don't let the lows get me too low. I just stay level-minded and tunnel vision to keep pushing. I love that. I love that. And many of the, many of my coaches especially know that I go against the grain. So I'm going to ask a, a question that people are going to be like, Mariah, you really went there? Yes. Do it. I'm, I'm going to go there because in our business, in Beachbody, in the company that we partner with, there's a lot of rank, a lot of validation. And you said it, you set standards over goals, but a lot of times people are searching for validation and rank, validation and being the top percent, validation and what we call premier or elite. How do you help people understand that they need to set standards, not goals, and how to be get away from needing validation from other people or even the company man this is what i tell people and that's a great question i'm probably gonna get fired up on this one because <laughs> especially in the social media world um we are too into the titles that surround our life um titles for me are for structure not power for one um i don't care who you are i don't care you know what title you may have what matters to me is, I don't, say I don't care who you are, what title you may have attached to your life, I care about who you are at the core. And this is what I always thought about. I don't care if I'm the, you know, at the lowest totem pole, right? I'm gonna operate as if I'm the CEO. I'm gonna have that mindset. I'm gonna operate, even if I'm not the leader, I'm gonna develop habits and operate as the leader. Because it's not about, you know, your job title, it's about what's truly in your heart. And that's where you separate yourself. And so I'm gonna just be honest, for me, there's a lot of accolades that I don't get, right? There's a lot, there's a lot of things that, you know, people leave me out of, people don't say this, people don't say that. And at the end of the day, I don't care, right? I wasn't a New York Times bestseller, even though I sold the second most books in the world that week, right? I didn't worry about that. Because at the end of the day, I focused on the impact. And I know if I'm living for man's rewards, then I will die by man's approval you know what i'm saying and i will search for that and i'm not worried about that and that's the problem too many times we want people's opinions i mean we want people's validation we want people's um people's cosign don't you realize you've already been validated like don't you realize you're already awesome like realize that and once you truly own it like own that not wait for a certain rank to operate a certain type of way the rank doesn't mean nothing like and, and this is the thing too you know Oftentimes we tie our purpose like to that. And so for me in my life, when I tie my purpose to all these external things, and when I lost those things, I lost myself. And so I'm always going to say, tie your purpose to who you are in your heart. And then if people give you, you know, congratulations, the people validate you, if people want to bring you on a stage, great. But that doesn't make or break you. You're valuable not because of what people say or what people or how people see you. You're valuable because that's how you were created to be. And you have to own that. Yes. I love that. I love that. And for me, I think I just recently went through that because I went and I worked so hard to get to this rank in the company. And when I got there, I was like, yes, I got there. And it was like, I was waiting for somebody to invite me to sit at the table and be like, congratulations, good job. And everybody's like, all right, cool. Like we're going to keep going. And I was like, why am I doing this? Me, 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 but also you. 
The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. What, like, why? And it was like, I needed to dig deep into my purpose, into why I was doing it, and remember that. So that was huge for me. And I know it was yeah, huge. Um, the excitement wore off, right? Yeah. Like, I woke up the next day and I was like, like I worked so hard. I was worked exhausted. So hard. Yeah, you worked so hard for it. And then once you get it, and listen, I, I'm, I don't want to tell people not to work hard for something. Like, I don't want that to be the message that, you know, people take from this. But the thing that you think, I, I, I promise you, the thing that you think will fulfill you, that will make you like, oh, I feel great about myself now, that thing, once you get it, is going to wear off. Exactly. And then once it wears off, you're going to be now searching for the next thing, the next thing. The next thing is in your heart. All right, go search in there, and I promise you, you'll find everything that you need. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So with that, how do you decide what your next project is in life? Like, how do you decide <clears throat> what's your next podcast? What's your next book? What's your next adventure? I listen to y'all. <laughs> I, I literally do it. Like, I'm so in tune with my community. And, uh, you know, I, 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 mean, I can't respond to everybody, but I'm always connecting with people as much as I can. I listen. And obviously, I have things on my heart that I want to create for myself, just for my creativity. I think that's very important that you don't always just create for other people, you create for yourself. But um, I listen to the audience and what they say and what they need. And also I just, I watch the pulse of the world. And so I always wanna help people. So if the world is going through, as we went through the last few months, the world's going through that. I wanna be the voice to help people get through that. So I'm just always looking at that. And I have a few things that I want to check off my box, right? That I want to do. So it's a little bit of balance of both. I love that. And how do you, you know, I know, I know for us last week, you were talking about protect your peace, protect your peace. So what tools do you use to protect your energy that doesn't also block your, your blessings, but really protects your peace? Yeah. I'm not afraid to say no. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say no. And I'm not, a, I did a Facebook live today about this and um, I, I'm not afraid to say no, even if it might hurt feelings because I know who I am in my heart. Right. Cause I just know this fact. If I keep, and this happened to me before, if you keep saying yes to everybody, eventually you will be empty and there will be no you to give to anybody. And so that's the first thing I do. I'm not afraid to say, you know, if I know it's going to take away from my peace and that's not people. Like I say no to opportunities that most people would take. Like it looks great on paper. It looks great financially, but I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go do that because I know where that's going to lead me to. And I know it's going to disrupt my peace. So for one, I understand vividly, like I prioritize my peace. So that's number one. Uh, number two is just how I start my day. Like I'm always in nature. I'm disconnected. Uh, despite what people may think, I'm hardly on social media much. Like I'll get on there to check some stuff. I'll post some stuff, but I'm really disconnected uh, from the world a lot um, just so I can reconnect to my soul and listen to myself. Because if you're listening to everybody else and you're in tune with everything else, oftentimes you don't hear the voice inside your own heart that's speaking to you. So uh, yeah, that's just a part of me just protecting my peace. So it just means disconnecting so you can reconnect to your soul. 
Right. I love that. And there's probably some coaches on just to kind of enhance that question that are like, okay, he's saying that he's barely on social media. He has a big presence. My business is to be on social, to show my life, to talk to people. How, how do you encourage them to not be really on social media, but be present, work their business and empower people and protect their peace in the same, in the same sentence? Yeah. You know, and it's going to be different for everybody, you know, just mental health wise, like, I'm an introverted person. So like if I'm connected too long, I'm gonna burn out, I'm gonna be drained. That's just who I am. Some people are extroverted, right? They can do that. Um, I would say, you know, protect your mental health. That's that's number one. So for some of you, you can be on there longer than you should be, or longer than longer than than the next person, longer than myself. For some of you, you might need to disconnect. So you have to figure out that process. But I would tell you to respect your time, respect the boundaries. So set up times where you know, okay, I'm going to work from this time to this time. I'm like, for me, I'm going to respond to messages for an hour every single day, whether it be text or whether it be in my inbox and that's it. So when I'm at home, you know, I'm not trying to multitask because I want my full presence. I want to be engaged with whatever I'm doing. So if I'm with my family, I don't want to be engaged with social media. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm with, if I'm working, I don't want to be engaged with other things. So just be respect the boundaries that you set and respect the time uh, that you map out to work on certain tasks. Yeah. And I think you set that boundary very well. And I think you verbalize that on your social, because I know when I was reaching out to you about a team call, I was like, Hey, does this work for you and your family? Because Trent had already set that expectation that that was a standard in his life. So I wanted to respect that. So I love that. I love that. And that's how we should be working our business as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, how do you avoid procrastination or distraction, especially when you're like in something and you're like, oh, this and this and like ideas, your creative mind, like how do you really hone in on a project and get it done? Well, I think there's a lot of ways you can do it. And it kind of depends on your mindset and what works for you. Um, I'm a guy that I like to, what's the word? <laughs> discipline myself wouldn't probably be the word, but I like to like, yeah, I would just say discipline myself. And what I mean by that is if I don't get things done, I hold myself accountable. So I can't do certain things or I might have to like donate some money to some, like if I don't get things done and I don't like donate money to certain, and this is the thing, so this is totally off top topic. Obviously you'll donate money to something that you like, but if I don't get things done, I have to donate, to, donate money to something that Maybe I really don't support that much. And so I don't definitely don't want to do that. And so it keeps me focused. And also, too, um, I know who depends on me getting things done. And when it comes to procrastination, I always ask myself, am I procrastinating or is it really I don't understand how important this thing really is? Do I really care about this? Because the things that I truly care about. <clears throat> sorry about that. The things that I truly care about. Um, I find myself not procrastinating on and the things that I, I know that, that I have to get done. That's truly valuable, um, to other people. I tend to be more focused on those things. And so, yes, I do procrastinate on some things. I'm not a perfect human being. I don't want y'all to take that like Trent's a machine. No, but I quickly snap out of it because I understand that time for one is not guaranteed. And my biggest fear is to leave this earth with incompletion. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, 
I think for us last week, you talked about not just raising your ceiling, but raising your floor. Do you yeah. want to touch on that? That was powerful. Yeah. So my, uh, actually my, well, he's not my, he was my trainer. Now he's my CFO, but uh, he introduced this to me and it was the first time I heard it. And uh, he was training me and he was like, man, you know, what's your ceiling? And he's like, let's raise your ceiling. I was like, cool. You know, we're actually training. So I was like, hey, I want to get down to 210. And he was like, what's your floor? And I was like, what you talking about? And he was like, like, what's your floor? Like, what don't you want to, I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe 225 or something like that. And he was like, all right, let's do it to 215. And he was like, now you have a smaller gap, right? Because if you keep your floor there, then you create this big gap, right? That you will go below. So now my floor is raised here. So if I do fall off, I'm not falling off much. And I know a lot of us have been there before, not you know, in fitness journeys, but just in, even in business where we, you know, it could be for me, you know, selling merchandise for rehab merch. And I might have a floor to make, you know, not go below this. And my ceiling might be, okay, I want to make, I want to 10X this. But now it keeps me more disciplined because my floor has now been raised. And so I think, you know, as you're shooting for your dreams and your visions and all these cool things that you want to do, don't forget to raise your floor with it, which you're no longer going to tolerate in your life from yourself. I love that. I love that. Ah, mic drop on that. Um, so with that, I feel like through your journey, like I loved your book, The Greatest You. I can't wait to dive into straight up. Uh, guys, again, go pre-order this book. Like when this ended up on my doorstep, I was like geeking out. I was so excited. Um, but because I know the journey that you shared in your stories, I know that you have done so much to create this life by design that you have. But what people don't know is what you had to give up or give into in order to create this reality. Can you share that with us? Yeah. Um, you know, the first thing I had to give up was my everything. And that was sports, man. Like, and I want to be clear, like I was on, I was out the NFL. So I guess it was a lot easier to give it up, but I was still on the hunt to make it back. And, you know, that was my identity. Like, that was, you know, when people introduced me, it wasn't like just Trent. It was like, this is my boy Trent that plays for Baylor, that plays for the Colts, that plays. And so I've always tied my significance to that. And um, I'm not going to get too much in that story, but like I said in my book, it took me letting go of what was making me comfortable, right? Even though I didn't love it no more. It took me letting go of that to receive what was meant for my life. and it didn't just fall into my lap. I actually had to walk into my biggest fear. A lot of people, they trip out when I say this now because most people know me just as, you know, rehab time as a speaker, but I never wanted to be a speaker. I never wanted to write a book. Um, as I just said, I was introverted. So my dad, like my dad trips out to this day when he hears me speak, he was like, out of all my three boys, you would be the least one I would pick for that. And so it took me walking into my biggest fear to make me realize that this is what was meant for my life. And so again, letting go could be, and some of us, and that looks different for everybody, but letting go could be one of the greatest things that you could do for yourself. And I get it. I know it's hard, but you have to get outside your comfort zone. As we all know, that's where change takes place. And once I did that, it's like, I don't know. I gave myself permission to go explore life. I gave myself permission to, you know, even fail. I gave myself permission just to be who I thought I was called to be. 
And my life changed that, that, that next year. Like, literally, that next year, my life changed. And so I wouldn't be sitting in this seat right now talking to you if I would have never stepped away from my comfort zone. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think so many, I think women are more guilty of it than men, but I think that we create this blueprint of what our life is supposed to look like. And we hold on to it like control freaks. And we're like, no, I'm going to get married at this time. I'm going to have kids at this time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And it's not until we let it go that God is really able to share with us what we were meant to do and what we're called to do. And even think about this, like this would be a question. I don't know the answer. And I'm just asking everybody. Is that blueprint something that that you created or something that was programmed into you by the society in this world? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so so think about it. You know, and that's and that these are these are conversations by the way I have with myself because oftentimes I think a lot of life, a lot about life is like reprogramming yourself. It's rediscovering. It's not about, you know, especially when you get up in age. Um, it's not about necessarily finding more. It's about really, it's not about becoming anything. It's about unbecoming that allows you to become more. And so just think about that. Like this, the way we think, the way we want to do things, like, is that what you really want? Or is it programmed into you by the environment or social media that's surrounding you? Yeah. And I think that goes into like a testament of what's happening now. Like a lot of us since June 4th, what, hap what happened with George Floyd for us, you and I, it, it was like, this is every day. Like, what is, what's the deal? But for everybody, it was like goggles. Like everybody's like, what? And they had to, had to learn and unlearn and reprogram themselves. So it's the same thing with a blueprint. Like we have to seriously be like, is society telling me that I have to get married and have kids and do this? But is that really what I'm destined to do? Absolutely. You got to figure it out for yourself. And I think, uh, you know, people ask me like, what journey am I on? And my journey is knowing who Trent Shelton is at the core. I haven't figured that out. Uh, and I don't know if that's the thing that we ever figure out, but I darn sure am a lot closer than I was, you know, five years ago. And I'm trying to get back to the core of who I am. And the more I got closer to that, the more peace, the more understanding, the more clarity I just felt, I, I know I received in my life. That's powerful. So what would you say to coaches who, maybe have gone, gone through trainings, they've figured out their why, but they need to dig deeper into the next level of their why to keep them going, like find their true passion. Because like if I walk into Walmart or Target, nobody's going to know Mariah is a five-star elite coach. Da, da, da. Like they don't know that stuff, right? What's my real why? What's my real purpose in life on this earth? Like how would you help them find that? So a question that, and this might seem very weird, <laughs> but a question that I often ask myself and I've asked myself is if I was the only person in this world, which will never happen, but if I was the only person in this world, what would I do? Like, what would I care about? What would I want to leave here? Right. And so that often helps you make decisions that aren't based upon other people's influences, right? It's what I truly want to do. The second thing that I ask myself is, what do I want to leave here? Because we're all leaving here at some point, right? Let's, that's just facts. Hopefully it's years for all of us down the line, right? But what do I want to leave here that's going to live on once I leave here? 
And I often think about that. Like, what are the tools? That me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Tristan, Maya, Marley, um, my wife, or, you know, rehabbers can take to say, you know what? I'm going to take this tool and I know this tool is going to make the world a better place. And that's what it's about. You know, um, I know some people feel different about legacy because like, who cares about a legacy? You're not going to be here to enjoy it, whatever like that. But you still will leave something here. And I just hope I leave something here that's far greater than like if all people said was uh, Trent had a million followers or 12 million on Facebook. And this, if that's it, that's whack. You know, that, that is. But it, or he made this amount of money. That's whack. But if people say, man, Trent really helped people, like I can share this video, your life isn't over, and it's helped stop people from suicide. Or I can look at his life and just know, like, it's possible. Like, I can read his story and be like, man, I can do it. That's what I care about. Because all these things that I feel like we're programmed, and I might be getting a little deeper, I'm sorry, but all these things that I feel like we're we're programmed to, like, go chase, those things fade. Like, you, like, as they always say, you never see a U-Haul attached to a hearse. So where are you going to leave here that doesn't fade, you know, once you leave here? And you just got to be clear on that. You got to be clear on what truly matters to you, like what matters most. For me, it isn't about being the most successful speaker. And that's why you never hear me say, I'm number one, or it's not for me. Because those things don't matter if I'm not successful to my household and to my world. It doesn't matter if everybody says, oh, I love Trent, but my kids say, which they don't, but my kids say, oh, I don't like dad. He wasn't here for me. So I'm very clear in my life what matters most to me, and I will never sacrifice that for anything. So I would tell everybody, just get very clear on what matters to you. Yeah, and it's about how you make people feel. I don't know how many times, Trent, and I, I haven't told you this, but I was planning on telling you today, like, I don't know how many times I've been in the office as a pediatrician and a kid has been dealing with suicide or a kid has been dealing about like depression or anything. And I'm like, pull up your phone. Most of them have iPhones. And I'm like, pull out your phone. And I literally download your podcast and like, go listen to this. Go listen to how you tap into your purpose. Go listen to the fact that your life matters and that you deserve to be here. And so many times, like I wanted to say thank you because I needed that for me. But I know my patients, especially my teenagers are like, Trent is speaking on your call. Like the ones that are following me on Facebook, they're like, what is going on? And I'm like, yes, yes. And it's, it's just, it's powerful. And we appreciate you for that. Seriously. Thank you. That means the world to me.
Yeah. Um, and you talked and you touched on being a dad and being a husband and rehab time and podcasts and books and speaking. How would you balance or talk about balancing your role in all of those places and giving present time and value to each of those places, including business? Yeah, my good friend shared this with me. Uh, one of my podcast episodes, my good friend, Jonathan. And he told me, he's like, because uh, I had that question about balance. Like, how do you find balance? And I don't think you can find just total balance because we're living in an unbalanced world. And it's just things will knock your life out of balance just like that. But he told me, he said, you know, your life will never be in balance if your priorities are out of order. And so that always set with me, you know, just making sure I'm taking care of my priorities and making sure that I'm not ignoring the certain priorities in my life. Because I know if I ignore a higher priority for something, else like so for example if I ignore my family for rehab time there's times where you know I have a, a blessed family that where even my son like they my of course Maria they understand what I do but I don't put them in position to be able to say like where is dad or why is dad always gone like I don't want to put them in that position at all and so I know if I take care of my priorities then I'll have more freedom to do the things that you know, for the lower priorities in my life. And when I say lower, I don't mean like rehab time. It's like at the bottom, it's like number three. But uh, I think when you take care of your top priorities, then it frees you to do the other things in your life uh, more freely, not have a guilty conscience because, you know, it's, I I've been there before. It's times where even I'm harder on myself than anybody else would be. And I'm like, dang, like I've been traveling, like, dang, I miss my son's football game. And I'm just like, ah. And then he hit me up and be like, dad, it's okay, man. Like, it's all good. You can come to the next one. You can watch it on here. And so that gives me the freedom to be able to operate my gift more freely. So uh, I hope that answered it. I know I kind of bounced around. No, I love that. I love that. And I think too, I always say to my team, you can't, like you said, you can't find balance and everything, but you can find harmony. You can yeah. um, congruency in everything where it's very even keel, where it's not a bunch of like different emotions. Obviously things are going to take precedent, like football games are important and things like that. But I, right. yeah, that resonates a lot. Resonates a lot. I love that. Um, yeah. Trent, oh my gosh, you fire me up. Fire me yeah. up. I am questions, by the way. Like, oh, I'm good. But it's for real. Like your questions are very, very good. Oh, thank you so much. I definitely had help from my amazing team who collaborated with me because I'm like, yes, I got to ask questions. We're going to make this happen. So seriously, I appreciate it. Um, Trent, if you are willing, I can open it up for Q&A or you can just like drop some bombs to wrap this up. Either let me do it. Let me, yeah? let me make charges so the phone doesn't die on me, but uh, let's do it. Yeah, okay, guys, the, the floor is yours. Please drop questions in the chat box and I will kind of read them or unmute yourself, whatever you're comfortable with. Oh, can you guys, let's see if I, can you guys unmute yourself? I don't know if that's even a thing. I think I have to change the settings. Sarah, can you unmute yourself and ask a question to try it? Oh, you can't. Unmute all. Here. Oh, now we're all unmuted. Yes. Now mute Technology. Okay. Right, guys, Trent is on the call. Yes. Yeah. Last question. 
He is here for you, seriously. Sandra, I see you on mute. Did you have a question? Not a question. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Okay, great. Trent, I just wanted to thank you. Something that you said about um, letting go could be one of the greatest things of your life. That was awesome, and it really touched my heart because I had been struggling with something um, about letting go of and holding on to it because of something that uh, Mariah had actually said earlier um, about all the different ranks that we have and really feeling your importance through the rank. And um, just that one thing that you said just like really resonated with me and validated exactly what I was thinking earlier. So I just wanted to thank you. I don't have any questions or anything because all my questions have pretty much been answered, but I just wanted to thank you. So that was it. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad it resonated with you and uh, thank you for being you. Thanks. Appreciate it. No problem. Do you have a question? Oh, I'm going to mute her. Um, yeah. Oh, Alex Watson. Yes, I'm getting you, girl. I will come on mute you. I, I know Alex has questions. There we go. Here, there you go. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, so my question to you, Trent, is I know that when you started Rehab Time, you didn't necessarily know the magnitude that it was going to, um, that that was going to happen, right? You didn't know that you were this person that you are right now. But my question for you is like, have you ever had a vision of yourself that is just so far beyond who you are at the moment, but like it's on your heart and you feel it and you see it and you know that it's like supposed to manifest in your life? Um, and you just don't know how to step into that. Like, and you just, you feel like, you know you're supposed to get there, but like, how do you wrap your mind around that person that is just completely different than who you are at the moment? How do you talk to yourself? What self-talk do you say to yourself each day when you're performing actions that you know are kind of pushing the needle a little bit, but you're just, you just don't know how it's going to happen. How do you just, how, what's that self-talk? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. So um, <laughs> a short answer would be like, I just tell myself, make the world respect your greatness. And I tap into T-Shell, right? I, I feel like you, I feel like having an alter ego is, is, is very key, right? I have Trent, which is, you know, just the calm, collective, introverted that I have, as people call my nickname, just T-Shell. And the reason I got that, because I noticed when I played football, I was a whole different animal as far as when it came to confidence and like all these things. And so I would, I did a podcast about it. I'm not sure which one it is, but I think, you know, discovering that you that's fearless, that you that, you know, is super confident that you that doesn't care what people think. And I think we all have that person inside of us. I think it's key. Um, to answer your first question. Um, you know, I, I tell this story often when I first started rehab time, I would say, well, not first started, maybe like two, I don't know, two or three years in it, like I saw like the Africa just kept popping up in my mind, right? It's like speaking in Africa, speaking in Africa. And it was just always just like a pinnacle for me to go to speak in Africa. And it was so far-fetched. Like wasn't nobody watching my videos. I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna get to Africa to speak. Ain't nobody about to bring me over there. 
And then I just started to think about, okay, who is that person? I envision that person. Like, what does that person embody? How is that, that future Trent, as I like to call it, the greatest version of myself? How is his confidence? What is he doing? What is he around? What's his daily habits? Because oftentimes what happens is, is that we often have a vision, but we're not willing to become the person to make that vision come true, right? We're not, really, we're not willing to actually do the habits. And so to make a long story short, I started to operate in that confidence. I started to operate as that person, even though I wasn't that person. And over time, what happened was, I mean, I've been to Africa now three, three times for my own events. Uh, South Africa, Johannesburg, Cape Town, all these places. And I always get this question every time I go overseas. It's like, are you surprised that you're here? And I was like, no. <laughs> and they look at me like, what? That's not the right answer. I was like, I'm not. Because my, my mind, my vision was already in Africa before my body showed up. And so that's the thing. Life is just about closing the gap between your vision and your reality. And honestly, it's like people think it's these major like life shifts and changes. It's, the, it's often the small little things that will get you there. And so um, if you need to build confidence, figure out that. If you need to build communication skills, figure out that. Like just work on the things that you need to work on in order to, to be that person. And I think the journey will reveal the how. Like I, I'm sorry I'm talking a lot right now, but it's just so much in my mind right now I want to answer this. Oftentimes we worry about the how too much. Like, how do I do this? How am I going to get here? How am I going to be this person? Stop focusing on the how-to and start figuring out the why I want to be this person and it'll happen as my dog is barking. Titan, 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 chill out, chill out. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, Titan you're has a mind of his own. My friend Ricky has a question. He said, do you have any tips for helping those in the older generation change their mindset and look inward for peace and answers say, say that one more time um she said do you have help or any for the older generation to change their mindset and look inward for peace hmm. well when it comes to changing mindsets i think your environment has a lot to do with it um i think you know obviously this is a great environment I think your environment matters. And so I always say like, seek out recruit mindsets and, and seek out people that are at where you wanna be. Or even with peace, like that's what I did. Like I found people who were like very peaceful. Like, and I was like, man, like nothing seems to bother you. You're super focused, um, like how? And I got around that because I know if I get around it, then eventually it'll rub off on me. And that's a negative and a positive because sometimes we're around the wrong things and people and we will never grow our mind because of our environment. You know, what you surround your life around will grow. So I would say that. And then when it comes to peace, you got to figure out your spiritual practice. Um, I think that's very key. And I, and I think it looks different for everyone. Obviously, mine is out in nature. <laughs> and that's just my sanctuary um, where I feel connected to God, just nature for me. And um, once you find that thing that works for you, you know, keep doing that and double down on it. Love it. And then Gina asks, what is your daily routine to stay motivated? <laughs> um, my daily routine to stay motivated. That looks different from day to day at times. But the first thing, and I, I don't want to like, I don't know, I, I don't want to like go through like a checklist like, oh, this, this is what I do every single day. Because some days it don't look like that. I'm gonna be real. But I have to a must for me is movement. 
like movement influences mood. And I just know that when I'm running, when I'm working out, when I'm training, I know the type of person I am after that happens, right? And so that's a must for me. Um, also too, and I don't wanna get like medical, like definitely, you know, research, but like fasting for me. Um, it's been very beneficial for me, just for my energy and my mindset. Um, and then I would say when it comes to routines and habits, this is the thing about motivation. I really don't depend on motivation because motivation comes and goes. And I feel like, yes, you can, you can set up routines to help you become motivated. But if you only do it when you're motivated, then you're going to live a very inconsistent life. And so I believe in being emotional resilient. And my emotional resiliency has helped me become who I am. So I'm going to do it regardless, whether I'm motivated or not. And I know that once I start doing it and I get into the zone, then, you know, that motivation maybe will come and maybe will not. But I'm going to push through because the result matters that much to me. I love that. I love that. And then somebody had asked, what would, what's the best advice that you'd give to somebody who's struggling right now with anxiety and depression in these these times that we're in? Yeah, so in the times that we're in right now, and listen, I don't know if everybody, I'm not gonna say everybody because I can't speak for everybody, but my anxiety has been high. Uh, I go through depressed times, I really do. And it, it, it's not a deep depression, but I sometimes question my work. And I'm the one that talks about know your work. I sometimes go through these, these times where I'm like, man, am I really making an impact? And I know it's crazy to say that. But I think a lot of people go through that at times, right? We get inside our head. And so I think one of the most important things that you can have is understanding your cues and your triggers, right? Understanding, being emotional, intelligent about your life and understand when you're, when you're starting to go down a dark road, that you're able to stop yourself and be like, okay, let me go do this. And so with my anxiety at times, it's usually me trying to control things I can't control. My anxiety flares up usually when I wake up and I grab my cell phone and I'm starting to compare my life subconsciously to people on social media, right? I'm starting to get all these requests on social media. And so I know if I continue to do those things, I'm going to continue to feel anxiety in my life. And so I often try to focus on things that I can control. You know, when anxiety, it's good to go touch something. It's good to tap into your senses, smell something just to let you know that you are in control. And again, I'm not like, I should be like the nature advocate, but I am in nature. Like today I was there, I am in nature and that's my place where everything is released. And um, I think specifically, and I'm not sure where everybody's at, like Texas is totally different than half the country right now. I mean, it's opened up like crazy, but I know a big thing about being in confinement and being inside four walls can literally drive you insane. And so you have to have some releases, right? And I, I did a podcast about this, but I'll just share a few. You need an emotional release. Like anything you suppress will turn into depression. Anything you bottle up will eventually explode. So you need an emotional release. You also need a creative release. You need to tap into your creativity just to show yourself that you actually can do this despite hard times. Um, you also need a, a physical release, right? Um, working out, or even from the standpoint, when I say, I'll go back to emotional, being able to have a conversation, if it's your spouse, and I suggest you do this with your, with your kids, if it's your friend, having a 
non-judgmental conversation about what you're going through. So if you got to scream, freaking scream, you got to go punch, I won't say punch a wall, but if you got to go hit something or break something, hopefully it's not expensive, go do these things because you need to get that out. And uh, I've done that. I've done it out in nature. I, I box, you know, and I do these things to have that release. And um, it really has worked for me. I think that's, I think that's huge. You have to have some type of release in some regard. Um, Jessica had a great question. She, she said, how do you harness your competitive nature to serve you? Many times my competitive nature can defeat me if I'm not hitting goals I want to hit or if I'm not where I want to be. Oh, is, is she on here? I think so. Jessica, unmute yourself. Oh, she can't. Okay. Because um, I, I wanted to ask her, like, why? Like, just like, like, why does she want to hit certain goals? Uh, maybe she can answer. Te text it back right quick. Because I trust me, I get it being competitive. Um, but also, it's very important to give yourself grace um, in your journey because the only competition obviously is between you and you. And maybe that's what you're referring to, like beating up yourself and like, man, I'm not getting this goal. I'm not getting this. I'm not getting that. And I just, I don't know. I just look at life differently. Like, and maybe I'm super optimistic, but I'm always trying to find ways to serve me. And I'm not ignoring reality. Like I'm not being like, Oh, I didn't hit this goal. Okay. It doesn't matter. But I'm just saying, you know what? I got tomorrow. I got next time. Okay. What can I learn from this? And I'm very, 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 very cautious of the definitions and meanings that I give to things. Um, I've learned that a lot in my life because there was a meaning that I gave to NFL that I was a failure. And obviously I wasn't, it took that, that loss for this game. So now I look back and be like, man, that wasn't a loss. That was actually my greatest gain. And so I'm always saying everything is power. Everything is a lesson and I'm going to grow from it. And I give myself the grace that I need because if you're tearing down yourself because you're so competitive, it's not going to serve you or anybody around you. I love that. I love that. Oh, there you are. I was trying to unmute her. I don't know why. Maybe it's not working, but I love that. And I think it's it's huge to analyze why you're trying to compete in that way. Right. Too. Yeah. Um, Cassandra said, let's go to, let's see you guys are blowing up the chat how do you manage your energy so that the obsession with being your best you and serving in the way that you are called to does not deplete you yeah i don't know if i figured that out yet <laughs> that's that's a great question um you know I, I i hate to repeat myself but it's just you know that's why the protect your peace thing for me came it was like you have to be okay with taking a break. You know, I, I've learned this in sports, you know, um, and I learned this working out that you don't give your time, you don't give yourself time for your muscles to heal or you don't give yourself time for your body to heal if you always are going, 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 going. And I often relate it to a light. Like even this light right here, this light, if it's plugged in for too long, even though it's powerful, it illuminates the darkness, right? But if it's plugged in for too long, what's going to happen to that light? It's going to burn out. And so I think about it like this. If I can take a pit stop, if I can set up days in my week that and usually it's Friday for me, that I don't have to do nothing, I'm not worried about anything, it gives me time for myself, it gives me time to disconnect. And so I can come back hungrier 
on Monday or Sunday when I plan my week. And so you actually move faster by giving yourself a break than you were, you know, with just going, 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 going. I love that. And then I'm going to wrap it up with this last question because my introverts are over here blowing up the chat. <laughs> how, do you get over, how did you get over your introvertedness to start speaking more and to really shine your light? Um, so that's a, that's a, that's a, man, I was like, how can I like put this in a simple answer? Uh, the first thing was, it, it was a reason, right? Like, obviously it was a promise that I made to my friend that committed suicide. Like, you know my story. So that reason was big for me. And then when it came to me being introverted, like, I'm like a social introvert. That's, I guess, the better way to put it. Like, I'm not shy. I just... I don't know. My grandma, my grandmother told me this a long time ago. She said, when you speak, make, make sure your words count. And so, uh, am I still on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am. Okay. <laughs> uh, make sure your words count. So I always thought about that, but when it comes to speaking on stages, cause I get this question a lot. What's helped me is focusing on serving oftentimes and don't take this wrong. We are focused on ourselves too much. And we're worrying about if we're going to mess up, oh, I don't have, nobody's going to care, all these things, which is really fear controlled. And fear is just creating a, a known result from a situation you haven't experienced yet. Like, if you want to overcome fear, just change the result that waits on the other side. It's pretty much that simple. You'll walk through the door for every single time. But backstage, anytime I'm feeling nervous or anytime I'm being like, ah, which is pretty much every time, I'm like, Trent, stop being selfish. Like, go out there. Give yourself, I give myself permission to not be perfect. I give myself permission to fail. I give myself permission to be embarrassed. I give myself permission to be judged and criticized because people are judging you anyway. Then I give myself permission to make the world respect my greatness. And that last part fires me up to go do what I do. And um, it's really helped. And yeah, so I, I feel like you got to find a routine because you're introverted, but I guarantee there's times in your life when nobody's watching where you're not introverted. Like you turned up, right? And so, why are you in those moments turned up? Is it a certain song? Is it a certain routine? Like pay attention to those, to those habits and those things and those feelings and just construct your life around that. So when you need to show up, you can just maybe play that song that's like go mode, you know, or you can do that dance or whatever it is that just makes you get into that, that moment or have that conversation. Yes. And I always say like, this was my second chance at life. And my coach, Sarah, saved my life with this opportunity. So why, and I love how you said, Trent, stop being selfish. Like, Mariah, don't be selfish. Don't not tell somebody about this. Like, we are in a people business. We are trying to change lives. We're trying to help people. So, guys, that's that's gold right there. Like, don't be selfish. Go share your light. Like, yeah, protect your peace. Like, take care of your energy. But this is a place and a time to really help. Right now is the time that people need to hear what you have to say because you can make such a big impact. Absolutely. Believe in yourself. Ain't nobody else going to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. Like, literally, it starts with you. And don't be afraid of rejection. Like, who cares if people reject you? Like, it's just, it's the wrong people. And I fell in, I almost I fell in love with the word no. But I asked, I asked the door-to-door uh, -door salesman, uh, probably like a year ago. And I was like, bro, how do you do this? Like you get told no, people be having attitudes. Like, how do you do this? <laughs> he was just like, I just know the formula. Like I'm just trying to get through my nose. I can get to the yes. I fall in love with the nose because it means I'm closer to yes. 
stuck with that. I've been rejected. I've been told no. I've had people in the past that I've asked to speak on their stages. They basically told me no. And now as I work and I progress and I built something, now those same people are now asking me to speak on their stages. So just realize no doesn't, no doesn't define your life, right? No just brings you closer to the yes that's meant for your life. Yes, guys. I, for all of my coaches on here who are like, I hate hearing no, play that on repeat. Like, no is essential in this business, right? So, guys, I just am so grateful. Trent, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I love and appreciate you with all my heart. I love following you. Guys, please go follow this man. He drops bombs. Please, please, please go pre-order his book straight up. It's going to be fire. If you haven't read The Greatest please go do it. Go subscribe to his text message thread. Trent, am I leaving anything out? Man. Nah, it, I would just, if you felt this, um, and just text me. Um, I, it's, I mean, you can find it online, but it's just 817-242-2719. And just say I was on this call and the text message thread is just, I give out inspiration and just cool stuff. So if you're into that, you know, go sign up for it. Yes. And um, Trent, I believe that your newest book is going to be on Audible, correct? Yeah, it is. I suffered for y'all. Like, so <laughs> go buy it on Audible. <laughs> that is one of the hardest things to do. I'll tell you right now, is recording an audiobook, Lord. But I, I understand how people, I, like, I hate it when I get a book and it's like somebody else's voice. I'm like, who is this? And so, yeah. But yeah, if you can, go buy it on Audible. Because, yeah, I lost my voice about three or four times. It was, it was pretty miserable. But I know it would be purposeful, too. Thank you for suffering for us, because I know it's <laughs> like, is it on Audible? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Sabrina, thank you for dropping his text message. Guys, please go text him. Um, and just Trent, thank you so, so, so much. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. And you guys have an awesome night. And just keep making the world respect your greatness, all right? Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Laura. I appreciate you. What's up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Your Life Matters podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. I just ask that you share this episode with somebody. I ask you to just share it and give it to somebody who could potentially need to hear this message. I really am on a mission to help hundreds of thousands of people to believe that their mess is their message and that their story really does matter. And that above all, their life matters. I'm so grateful that you're here. I want you to share this episode. And then on top of that, if you could please leave a rating or a review or both. Let me know what speaks to you. Let me know what you need to hear. Let me know what you've connected with. Because that's going to be the best way that I can make sure that I'm giving you guys exactly what you need. I love you guys with all my heart and so grateful for you. And I want you to know the difference and the impact you guys make in my life. I love seeing your messages. I love seeing when you guys private message me or screenshot it and share it on Instagram or Facebook because it lets me know that this podcast is doing exactly what it was meant to do. And it's to make sure that there's an impact being made and to help remind you and everyone else that your life matters.